Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. It is nipply out there. Oh, yeah. Clark Griswold once said. We watched that uh, on Sunday night. That's our yearly tradition after setting up the train. <laughs> That's so good. To watch the Griswolds. You know, the, the thing about that movie is it starts off so strong and is really great for about three quarters of the way. But you really start to see the slide. And it happens around the time that they go for the sled ride. Right, yes. Yeah. That scene itself is so bad. It's not Chevy Chase. It's not even his voice. It's just the, and the clip at the end. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo is so ridiculous. Well, yeah. But um, I think that might be more in the editing oh, yeah. room than anything, right? It, it's like they they slid that in for whatever reason. Like, it's not even needed. It's such a ridiculously dumb scene. Right. The whole thing. Um, but the film at the beginning to about that point. Of course, then you go back to everybody losing their mind in the house, and that's a terrific moment, and Clark snapping. But uh, it really is one of those films. It's like the uh, the head writer quit around <laughs> around that sled riding scene, and they brought in a couple of interns just to wrap it up. Or they they, they poured so much money mm. into that sled riding scene, <laughs> it's speeding it up, the editing, and oh. said, well, we're, we got to keep it now. It's so, you can even hear the voice that it's not, whoever did the overdub, it's not even uh, Chevy Chase, <laughs> somebody else doing their best Chevy Chase impersonation. It's a 513, your pally's Craig and Lucky. We are, uh, well, we're making our way towards Christmas. Have you started your shopping yet? We were going to go out last night. And then the lovely Maria and I just looked at each other and said, eh, not in the mood. So I, I think we're going to have big discussions this week, negotiations okay. on who's getting what and how much are we spending on who. And then uh, my push is to really go hard this weekend. Look, we'll get up Saturday morning and we'll really get it. We'll dig in deep. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I like, I've, I've always done it that way. Anyhow, I've always been like a last-minute guy, but we're usually... A lot quicker with the kids. Although, I will say, I think it's got to do now with the fact that our kids are older. And so the things they want aren't the big ticket items of the day. So you don't have to race out to get it and right, feel gotcha. that they're all going to be gone. Yes. You know, my youngest wants kitchen supplies. Yeah. There's lots of those. <laughs> There's not a big run of cast iron frying pans, right? Now. Right. You know. I don't see I don't see lineups at the door at kitchen stuff no. plus no. anytime soon. No. Um but I, I I find it curious because in the position that we are, yeah, where we are off the air at nine o'clock in the morning. Twenty hours a day I have and you have the rest of the day. Yeah to do whatever it is that you would like to do. Mm-hmm. And you're off next week mm-hmm. as well. Well, that's what I think I'm paying it all I'm curious to. why you would wait till Saturday to start on, you know, the week before Christmas, the yeah. last weekend before Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> to, to go and hit them all. And you, just, just having listened over the last decade mm. to your conversations... And your attitude towards other human beings in mass settings. Yeah. I, I find it shocking that you'll set yourself up for what appears to be disaster. It, it, it seems like I like the uh, the grief. It seems <laughs> like I relish like the pain. I believe the term is glutton for punishment. Perhaps I, I, I am. Or maybe it's all just part of my Christmas experience. Maybe I... 
You know, the whole we, we've done online ordering for Christmas. I don't know. I really like to, at Christmas time, get into the stores, look at things, feel I, things. I fully understand. Just, and, I, and I agree. You know, I yeah. just... I just think that perhaps of the, uh, let me see, it's Tuesday. Yeah. So perhaps in the next 80 available hours you have this week, Mm -hmm. prior to Saturday, Mm -hmm. you could, I don't know, try? Well, like I said, we're going to have discussions. (laughs) And, you know, listen. Does Maria have to be there for this? Oh, yeah. No, I'm more the one who really wants to have discussions. What I don't like going into the mall and doing is going in with no idea. You like a plan. If if I know that I got to go get this, 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 and this, right. I can do that. I can accomplish that within an hour or two. Gotcha. Easily. So if we decided, like, we've got three nieces and nephews we got to buy for. Okay. Let's come up with a game plan of what we want to get each of them. Gotcha. And then I'll happily, if we had that discussion tonight over dinner, I'd happily hit them all tomorrow uh-huh. and grab those three items. All right, good. Boom, that, that's done. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought you were going in with the lovely Maria just wandering no. on Saturday. Oh, no, no, no. i got to go in with a game plan. Gotcha. Because my ultimate game plan is to get to the Kelsey's <laughs> <laughs> for a pint or three. What's this dude doing on the uh, 407? How many kilometers an hour was he going? 234 kilometers an hour at the uh, 407 and 404 is where they were nabbed at 2 o'clock in the morning. So he wasn't driving his Datsun? Uh, No, don't think so. Maybe a DeLorean Mm. (laughs) waiting to to go back in time. I don't know. So what's the uh, the fines for Uh, going that fine? I I believe it's a stiff one. Uh, You get a 14 day uh, license or a vehicle impoundment and a 30 day license suspension. All right. So can't drive for a month or at least can't drive illegally for a month. Yeah, they'll still drive. Um, because it's not, not like a jail sentence at, at this point. Um, and, but the car is gone. Mm. If they're driving, they're driving another car. The car is gone for 14 days. And uh, people are having uh, some debates about this online. About right people away, speeding and not speeding. Right away, it was, uh, it was York OBP who, uh, who tweeted this picture out. I saw a couple of uh, sources repost it. And right away, like hundreds of comments mm. um, responding to you know some who say lock them up, throw away the keys, uh, never let them drive again. Uh, they want jail time for this sort of uh, of offense, and others who say we should have an autobahn mm. uh, in in this country where you know you can go whatever speed limit you want, just keep slower vehicles to the right. And and let the uh, left lane be for whatever speed you want to do. And where do you fall on all of this? Um, I'm not quite to the uh, to the extent of autobahn where I do want to see uh, better patrolling of the fact that the, the speed or passing lane should be that. Uh, you know, fact of the matter is, most of the time that I drive across the top of the city, you couldn't do more than 40 mm-hmm. on the highway, uh, and uh, and it seems like. There are times, and I'm certainly guilty of it, where I'll be, I'm not a speed limit driver. I'll do 120, 130 on the 401, Mm -hmm. uh, going along with whatever the flow of traffic generally is. But there are times where I'm past standing still, uh, when it feels like I'm standing still, by a car that must be doing close to 200. Mm. And my first thought is, where the hell's the cop? Get this guy off the road. Because it is dangerous. And... 
Would they be weaving in and out should uh, there be no speed limit? I think still yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're still going to come across a car doing 160 in that left lane, and they're going to weave out around them to 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 get by them. Should cars move over? Yeah, but guess what? We're not at that point, and and we haven't we've never taught that system. We I guess we've never enforced that system of driving to the extent where uh, everyone uh, has to remain to the right. Or but uh, all in all, I think we could raise the speed limits, but two thirty is is excessive. Uh, I think I'm a little more to the other side. I think that there's certain places that speeding could be allowed. I'd like to see the research, if there is any, and I'm sure there probably is, on uh, European highways, Germany and others. I know everybody always uses the Autobahn. I had heard the same thing in Italy on the Autostrada, that you can do um, whatever speed you want uh, at certain points. Obviously, that didn't play for me. <laughs> it was for you. I got a lot of speeding tickets <laughs> over there. But so I, I don't know uh, what the numbers are in regards to to deaths and accidents and all of that on the autobahn. I would say this, uh, especially with something like the 407, where you pay to go on it, and this would have to be grandfathered in because you're right. The way society operates on highways right now, we're not all going to get along. We never can. Way too self-involved. Yeah, maybe it's and probably it's been decades in Germany or other European places, other countries. So it's ingrained in their driving lifestyle. We would have to get there, and that would take a long time for people to stay in the right and people who want to speed to go to the left. What I would suggest is if we ever did that, and it will never happen. If you were allowed to do whatever speed limit you wanted in the outside left lane, and again, I'm not 100% against it. I'm, I'm here and there. But what I do believe is like, we should all be treated as adults, and we should all be allowed to make our adult decisions. But if you go 230 kilometers an hour and you kill somebody, you're done. You're going to prison for the rest of your life. If you want to make adult decisions, you're going to pay adult prices. The problem in this country is that people get in trouble with drunk driving and all sorts of other stupidity. They don't really pay the ultimate price. People are killed, children die in car accidents because of speeding or drunk drivers, and the people who cause it don't really pay, I believe, enough time for that crime. So do I think that you should be able to speed wherever you want? No, of course not. We saw just last Friday night you and I coming home from the Phoenix. Oh, right, that Cadillac downtown road whipping past us on a residential street. Yeah. After I dropped you off, I saw another guy whip out of a townhouse complex, cut me off literally, and on a two-lane residential road, punched it to at least a buck fifty, passing cars in in the oncoming lane traffic. Right. That is all ridiculous, and that guy should lose his license and his car for a very long time. Do, do, I, do I think it's wrong if you did 200 kilometers on the outside lane on the 407? I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Okay. Yeah, well, I, listen, I can. I guess I can agree with you with the 407 because it seems, tends to be more wide open because mm-hmm. people are paying on it. Mm-hmm. If you're paying, you want to open it up, perhaps. But the problem I have with that is that at what point does it become dangerous? Mm. Is it just anything over the speed limit? You can kill someone doing 101. You can kill someone doing 40. Right, exactly. So if you're doing 101, uh, are you as, as just as guilty as someone doing 234? Right. Should there be a problem? Or is there a threshold? Because all of a sudden everyone's just going to go at that threshold. If you say the threshold is 180, mm. then everyone's going to do 179. Is it, like, is that... 
how do you set that right. to be okay? You can go that speed, but if you go and you and you cause an accident, hurt someone, I don't know. I mean, even a single vehicle collision, uh, when it's just you taking out, someone's got to go clean that crap up, and I, they're left with that. I think, it, like all things in life, I guess there could be. Like we have a hundred kilometers now, and in some areas of the 401, as you make your way towards London, it's up to a buck ten, I believe. Now, right. Right. So maybe you have that where it's a benchmark, and you say, "All right, 110 is what we believe is the safest speed on this highway." But you, as an adult, you want to go above that, and you kill someone, you're paying the ultimate price. Right. And and so much of it is born in, in what is a lot of jealousy, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense that I'm driving along, I can see on my app how what time I'm going to get there, and I see someone blazing by me, and I, all I can think of is, well, they must think they're so much more important than I am. <laughs> you know, or and I want I want the cop there because hey, I'm doing the right thing, yeah. And this guy's not. No, I know. Uh, you know, I'm kind of not even minding. It's his business. If he he feels he needs the speed at that mm. and take that risk of whatever that ticket, fine, impoundment, yeah. or you know, death in an accident may be, I guess that's his business. Is it up to me to decide whether or not there should be a cop there to, to get him? Because the answer would be, if that were the case, would be photo radar, mm-hmm. right? A set photo radar at 160, and anyone doing above that would just get dinged with a massive ticket. The other thing I think that rubs us the wrong way is lots of times it's usually some younger dude in a car his mommy and daddy lent him or bought for right him, yeah you know? and that that Trying really hurts us and i've been guilty of that yeah i've taken i've taken my parents car out and 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 put it at a speed i probably shouldn't have well there's a difference between your parents and mine the best car my dad ever owned was a pontiac le mans <laughs> used how long do you think dirty dishes sit in your sink do they uh, get washed up after every meal, so breakfast dishes get cleaned up, lunch dishes, or do they all just pile up throughout the day until after dinner? Well, since we redid our kitchen, we yeah. have a new system in place where they all go into the dishwasher. And it gets used. And it gets used every night. Wow. Unless unless we, you know, a lot of times on the weekend we've been running around eating out, that sort of thing, maybe one night uh, it won't get used. I'd say it's probably being used five or six times a week now. The average dirty dish sits in the sink for a day and a half. A day and a half? That would drive me wow. insane. That Even before we when we used our dishwasher for storage. Yeah, uh, that's that, what we do. That, uh, that wasn't happening either. Dishes were done at every meal. I'm more one that will pile up some dishes mm. uh, for a couple of meals and then do them all uh, after dinner. Right. But uh, but no, they they're generally were done right away. We have a whole system where we, uh, uh, at night after dinner, someone washes and stacks. And when I get home in the morning, I put them all away because they sat out and air dried overnight. And then there's breakfast dishes that have piled up. And I have to run a, a little bit of a seminar at my place because nobody seems to understand how the water turns on and off, and you can rinse things. <laughs> it drives me insane to come home and just find bowls of caked-on leftover food. Yeah, no doubt. It's ins- and, and it's not just one. It's all of them. They're so, all trying to drive me crazy. And I've often wondered about this. Like, was there a conversation at some point that said, hey, when I get home from work in the morning, I'll do these up, or I'll put these away, or is it just... 
Ah, screw it. Leave it for Dad to do. Yeah, probably. Again, they know I have 20 hours a day. Right. Now, we since we let dishes air dry, you got to give them the time. So sitting there overnight is fine. And that's when, you know, when I come home and do it, it's part of my routine. routine. I'm fine. I get my lunch organized and start watching my shows. But I just can't understand how people eat on plates or bowls and use cutlery and glasses and just throw them on the counter. Right. And so then I end up soaking everything because now you got hardened food on everything. Uh-huh. Then I stack them up in my OCD way on the counter. And then Daniel comes up in the afternoon. He has his lunch and he washes up all those morning like you dishes. Have, I'm assuming you have like a two-part sink then if you, yeah. if part of it is, is left for dry. So there is a, a an open sink there that they could put stuff in and wash well, or at yeah, least soak. Two, there's two sinks, but I mean how we do it is we wash them and then we rinse them in the other sink and then they get stacked up and dry on top of the... So in uh, fact, there's two sides of the available sink. So they they, there is room if they want wanted to do those breakfast dishes yeah. and leave them on the other side of the sink, they could? We have three sinks <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> they don't use any of them. And as far as I can t- count right now, three other capable adults in, yeah. the, in the house? Daniel and I are the only two who do it. Wow. Yeah, so I, I put away the nighttime dishes and I clean up or at least rinse out the breakfast dishes because they don't know how the tap works. And then <laughs> Daniel washes those up mid-afternoon and then they dry over the afternoon. And then when dinner comes around, we put those away and we start the whole process over again. So, quite literally, they just show up in the kitchen. Yeah. Fill their food is there. Uh-huh. They eat. And leave. And they drop their dish and leave. Basically. Uh, it's funny because I was just on that with one of mine last night. I think it was Evan. I, I just said, listen, you know, we've got this dishwasher. You can at least put the dish into it huh. now. Do you make them rinse before they go in the dishwasher? Uh, generally, no. So you're going with whole hunks of food on it? No. I mean, oh. you gotta you got to at least scrape off. Right, right. But you don't have to rinse off every little bit that's been right. on there. Right. You don't have to pre-clean it before you clean it. It's a new dishwasher, so we're we're putting it to the test. Yes. And seeing how what level of cleaning we need to do. Now, does it run for an extreme long amount of time if you put, like, the highest settings on? The highest settings will be, like, a few hours. Yeah, it drives me. Bill says that it uses less water yes. than washing your dishes. And it does. And I've had this argument, debate, right. with the lovely Maria. She cannot get her head wrapped around a dishwasher. She thinks it wastes water. She thinks it doesn't wash the dishes properly. I'm like, sweetie, less water and much hotter than your hands could yes. even stand. Yes. But in fact, my usual plastic cup, last night I, I tried a new setting, which is like an auto setting where right. it detects the, the dirt on it or something like that. Ah, let's, let's give it a go. Mm. And it has warped the cup oh, that sure. I normally drink of out of because of the heat that comes on. It gets so hot now, it just melts everything. I think it's probably what it's done. <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear about that when I get home yeah. today. Now, I don't, listen, I don't complain that much. It is what it is. And again, I have 20 hours a day. So, you know, other people are working and doing things and not coming home till 5 or 6 o'clock at night. And there are people in the house who do wash my gitch. All right. So it's an exchange. Gotcha, right. So we all do our bit, some just a little less than others. <laughs> My uh, sit-down-to-pee theory that uh, sometimes produces a surprise poop <laughs> just played out for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what? If I ever become prime minister, I am going to enforce men must sit down to pee. Oh, my goodness. For the surprise poop. I'll tell you what. I'll get all the ass doctors supporting me on this one. Well, thank goodness I know you would never have the drive to follow through with 
running Freddie Thorman's type of office. <laughs> yeah, that would be my platform. First things first, all men forced to sit to pee. Do you want to uh, come clean with our good listeners about your most recent sin? I really? What, what did I do now? You uh, confessed your newest addiction to being oh, Billy Minor right. Ice Cream. I, I had no idea that this even existed until last night. Adrian came home after picking up Christian from hockey uh, and uh, had made a stop at the Superstore to surprise uh, me with Billy Minor Ice Cream from the keg, which is apparently available in stores. Wow. And you can get it. Small tubs. I think big price. Oh, sure. Not going to lie. I have no idea what it cost, actually. But it is a little slice of heaven. Like, everyone knows when you go to the keg that the Billy Minor pie is, is coming at some point at the end. In fact, most people are making up any kind of excuse to get it for free. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's our anniversary. I've never had it. We're here to mourn something. I don't know. They're, they're, <laughs> the only thing that'll get me through is <laughs> the Billy Minor pie. Anything to try and get themselves a free Billy Minor pie. You've never had it? I've, no, I've got to go try it. I know you love it, and do you have it every time you go to the keg? Uh, pretty much. I mean, it's a staple. It is. It's kind of a mix of everything, right? Like mm. if if you remember, um, I remember Baskin Robbins used to have like a mud pie, which yeah. was like Jamocha almond fudge ice cream. This is that with caramel and almonds on top. It's got the coffee, the chocolate, everything going with it, huh. and the ice cream really does taste just like it. It wow. is. It is fantastic. Fantastic. So let me ask you this then: It was a little tub. Uh, is it already gone? Have no, you killed it? I I could have. I could have. Now with your with your uh, let's see uh, how you are with food that you really enjoy because I know I'm very guilty. Like my latest trend is the potato chips with Frank's hot sauce. Right. Matter of fact, walking out of a grocery store yesterday morning around nine fifteen with two bags of potato <laughs> chips and a large thing of Frank's hot sauce, and a lady who was walking out with me, she says. Isn't it a little early in the day for salt and vinegar chips and hot sauce? And I wanted to say to her, sweetie, you don't know the half of it. And instead he said, mind your damn business. This is just the appetizer, babe. Right. We're going downhill fast on this one. But for you, because now I'm eating it like all the time, with this Billy Miner, can you, with the ice cream, can you conserve it? Can you say to yourself, I'll have a little after dinner and I won't touch it again? Or are you going to go home and eat it right out of the bucket when we get off the air? I don't think so. I am not generally a chocolate craver. Okay. Um, or ice cream craver. Because mm. as I get old, I find my teeth are a little uh, sensitive. Okay. <laughs> but regardless, it will be consumed this week. <laughs> it could have been consumed last night. I could have eaten the whole tub in one go. It was that good. Now, would you, if you did that, would you feel such guilt that you would go out and sneak home another tub of it, then eat it down to where it was. No, they were there. They were. They were. They, they saw the crime. Adrian just kind of said, "Are you're not really going to finish that in one go?" Actually, she loaded the gun and just let you shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> well, either she just reminded me before before showing me, you have signed the will, right? Let's... <laughs> I was going to say either you've done something very good to to get this gift from her. She thought of you at the grocery store, or she thought our life insurance. Is up. Yeah, I think it was one of those. Like she saw it and went, "I've never seen this before, mm -hmm. but I know 
how much he talks and loves about this Billy Minor pie. Because right. everyone does. That's that's the keg staple. And and having never seen it before, and she knew I had never seen it before, because if I had, it would have made an appearance <laughs> in the house. And right away, like I, I posted a picture of it, and people were, where the hell is this? Oh, really? Like, when was this? People are asking for it, because I've never seen it before. I know keg has burgers and stuff with their sure. label on it. You can get there's There's sauces. There's steak spices. Yeah. But I've never seen the keg ice cream before. Maybe I'll get some over Christmas. I recommend, and if you were planning on dieting to start January and right. you just found out about this, I apologize. I'll wrap some and put it under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just watching a uh, four-part documentary called Women Who Rock. It follows music like from the 50s right up to now with Billie Eilish and all these women who have uh, been huge um, you know, very important uh, characters in the world of music and just their struggle, how difficult it was for many of them to break into the boys club that is the music industry. But I was surprised that one person that they didn't show or give any attention to was uh, Lady Gaga. And there was, like, from Beyonce and, as I said, Billie Eilish back to Stevie Nicks, of course, and on and on and on and on it went. Hmm. Um, Sinead O'Connor was a part of that and... Uh, yeah, many. Uh, Shania Twain, but uh, yeah, no mention of Lady Gaga. Wow. You know, I, in my mind, one of the most talented uh, in a very long time. James Cameron must be an annoying guy. He had the writers of Avatar The Way of Water read 800 pages, 800 pages of single space notes on their first day of work. And he told them, do your homework, then we'll talk. Who takes single space notes? Yeah. 800 pages worth. Are they typed single space, though? Were they eight-point font, too, just to screw you off? It's very strange. That's Heat. tough. Yeah. That, listen, I, I don't... That's another... That's a great example. This Avatar 2, and he's got Avatar 3 supposedly waiting in the wings if, if this does really well. It's like Ghostbusters to me. Way past the best before days. Right. You know, it's, it's like I heard um, Mel Gibson is not only going to direct, direct, but star in with Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah. That's, yeah I mean, that's Danny Glover's got to be close to 80. Right. He's definitely too old for that poop. <laughs> I wonder if Joe Pesci will show up again. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, he has to drive. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and, well, I guess Cameron did all right, though. Those notes paid off. He's mm. up for a Golden Globe for that movie. Is he? Yeah. Johnny Knoxville being sued for a prank he pulled on his new show called The Prank Patrol. They actually made some guy think he had killed a little girl's pony and was going to be framed for cocaine possession. Oh, my goodness. This all sounds fun. Yeah. He claims he was traumatized, and I would guess so. So uh, I'm huh. surprised people like him and Sasha Baron Cohen don't get sued more. For the pranks they pull. True. Well, yeah, well, I guess once it goes to air, there's probably been an agreement, right? To, right. To allow them to air it, but but you're right. There's, they are Maybe they are sued a lot. You just don't hear about it. Yeah. Settle out of court. Rage Against the Machine basis Tim Comerford is battling prostate cancer. No. Says he was diagnosed two months before Rage was supposed to start their reunion tour in July. Oh, they had to stop it, too, because there was other health issues in the band early on. Wasn't there something else that went down? Well, I'm glad. Hopefully they caught this early enough. Though. Yeah, he said he had his prostate removed and then hit the road. Okay. Probably, probably wearing one of them little rings underneath his bone. You don't want to hit the road too hard <laughs> after having your prostate removed. That would be painful, I would think. He says, um, I share this because I hope if one person reads this and is like, F me, I need to get myself checked out. 
then they go do it. He says, I'm, I'm sharing that I've been through it, and you possibly could as well. So go get your prostate examined, have it looked at. At the very least, and we're likely many of us guilty of this, not having a physical the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it was tough at times sometimes to get in to see the doctor, but no excuse. Yeah. You can at least have the blood work done, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Have you had the uh, prostate or uh, colonoscopy? Colonoscopy, no. I have had a prostate check, yes. Oh, I, it's so much fun. I, I keep trying to read book. <laughs> you know, once every five years. Like, listen. I want once a week. <laughs> My finger's getting tired, Trey. I love that whole cleaning out process. <laughs> Feels good. You feel like you've lost weight and all that uh, uh, all that stuff you got to go through beforehand. But it's really, it's, it's very simple. The colonoscopy is incredibly simple. I think I'm going to get you one for Christmas. Oh, that, book you in. the gift that keeps on giving. Uh-huh. Uh, Will Smith and Tom Cruise snubbed by the Golden Globes. You were just mentioning, of course, that uh, James Cameron up for one. Um, Tom Cruise failed to score a nod for Top Gun Maverick. And Will Smith was concerned that his behavior at the Oscars would unnecessarily punish the cast and crew of Emancipation. It seems that's exactly what happened because the movie was completely snubbed. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I found it interesting. Well, yeah, Avatar is up for, for best drama. Okay. But so is Top Gun Maverick, which mm. I, I never really played out as a drama. I guess it is suspenseful. Mm. I've always just considered them kind of action movies and more fluff than a real drama for consideration for awards. Yeah. Is there an award in uh, the Golden Globes for uh, American Wave flag- Flagging? Best film with American <laughs> Wave Flagging. Flying. You know what I mean. Well, given that it's by the Hollywood Foreign Press, I would think not. Yeah. But... Now, the one person who is nominated but is not going, even though he's up for a nomination, is Brendan Fraser. Makes sense with his history. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was groped back in 03 by the former head of the Hollywood Foreign Press, and it sent his whole career and life into a tailspin, and just recovering from that now. So, Elon Musk got booed at a Dave Chappelle show and booed a lot, like for 10 minutes booed. And Chappelle says, hey, maybe all the people you fired are in the audience. Um, but Elon pulled a bit of a Donald Trump here, in that he tweeted that 90% of the crowd was cheering, just like Donald would go on about, like in his uh, inaugural... <laughs> Millions of people at my... <laughs> it, was, it was painfully awkward. Yeah. Like, have you seen it? And I, there were reports on Twitter that some people who were posting uh, video mm. of the incident were having their accounts shut down, which would fly in the face of his free speech. Of course. Uh, thing over Twitter, but I'm not sure whether or not that's actually happened. What a poop show that all is. You know, do you ever think that in his quiet, reflecting moments, he thinks, why did I bother? Like, what was the purpose in me spending all this money and buying this thing for all this aggravation? No, I, th- I think in the end, and just like him being up there, it's all a flex. Mm. Yeah, I've got the money. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Do whatever, it's, it's, it's proof I could just do whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah. Uh, as I was just mentioning, the Women Who Rock documentary, I love documentaries, and this one's going to be huge on Craigie's list. In early January, sometimes when we touch a soft rock docuseries, <laughs> Hall and Oates, Kenny Loggins, Lionel Richie, Air Supply, Michael McDonald, The Carpenters, Christopher Cross, hand me the Kleenex. Oh, I will be singing along with all of them. I'd be asleep. <laughs> oh, come on. You love your Air Supply. I grew up on Air Supply. My dad had it. And I remember that. I think the album cover had uh, like hot air balloons. Yeah, something like it. that. 
Very pastel colors. Mm -hmm. You're telling me you'd fall asleep through this, but you can sit through a Dave Matthews concert. That's right. That would put most people, certainly me, in a coma. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge recently admitted that she, get a, she got a lot of action after playing Stifler's mom in American Pie. And her greatest conquest post-American Pie was her youngest. Now, she didn't say how young he was. She made it clear he was legal. Uh, but something interesting happened after their night of passion. The next morning, she said to him, I need to go somewhere and get my hair done. He didn't know where to send her, so he called his ma. While they were both in bed, she selected a place at the local mall. I'm nailing Stifler's Wow. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.